This what it need to be. Isn't his name Daniel Bryan? This fist right here. Ooh. Wrestlers, if you hear me, yes. use your common sense. <laughs> AKA Tico, the auto, the passport, your tank one more grande, verga de toro. Charlotte, that flair. General Tesos. Hold on. Yes, yes, yes. The boys are back in full effect. Y'all see who we here with, man. I got my dog Manny here with me. My dog Cody here with me. Special guest in the corner, Mr. Kazim Famuide. You might have seen him on the MSG Network. You might have heard him on uh, Spotify, Ring of Wrestling, Mass Man Show, uh, Count It. On points, bets. Come on, man. For as long as I've known this man, he's always kept the job, bro. I appreciate that, brother. I try. I try to stay. I try to stay uh, black and employed. You know? That's, a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a fact. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? There's never been a point. Every time I see you do something new, I'm like, damn, he did it again. <laughs> it's like it's amazing, bro. Like you, the your ability to pivot is crazy. Facts. Thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. Uh, I just feel like I try to uh, just stay as uh, I, I don't. I don't like to do anything funky. That's just doesn't fit my uh, aesthetic or just anything I'm into. And I'm just glad that I've, I've worked hard enough that. You know, I attract what I want, and I don't gotta chase after anything that I really don't want. So, uh, it's been it's been a it's been a great it's been a great couple of years. Well, what can I say? Man, that's the goal ultimately for for all of us. Like, man, I'm just trying to do what I love for real. Yeah, I'm that's tired all of chasing do, man. That's all we want to do. You want to just do that you're uh, do what you're what you're happy to do. You know what I'm saying? Like a lot of times I'll be working and I'm like, man, I can't believe you guys pay me to do this type of stuff. And right, it's, like, it's, it's wild. Like one of one of your many jobs, you get to talk basketball, which is a game that's I'm sure it's near and dear to all of our hearts here. You know what I'm saying? Like what's what's that like? Just to like be able to just go talk ball. Which with the homie Jeff J O whoever it's like man like I'm really talking about the Knicks right now like <laughs> yeah bro it's crazy so I've known Jeff I've known Jeff for at least minimum 13 years you know what I mean like we've been we've been in the trenches we've been in parties we've done stuff together we've worked together we've been at the same offices together like Jeff is my guy and you know we've all been Knicks fans our entire life you know and uh, we're New Yorkers at the same time. So, you know, it's 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 always a blessing just to know that like our our uh hometown team, the team that we grew up rooting for, you know, reaches out to to have us be a kind of like voices of of it. So, you know, it's 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 wild, man. Like I love being I love being able to go to the garden any single time to watch a game or watch the teams coming into town or performers or whatever. It's almost like my home away from home. So uh, I, I, I love, I love, I love everything that comes with being a New Yorker and man, I'm just, I'm just blessed, man. I can't complain, bro. That's fire. New York Jets, please. I aspire to get to that level with the New York Jets. You know? <laughs> hey, listen, we're going to be all right this year, bro. We're going to be okay. We're getting the quarter. We get somebody, you know what I mean? Zach, Zach ain't, Zach ain't, you know what I mean? Going up under center. Like, we're going to get somebody who's solid. So. Well, apparently yeah. Derek Carr is going to be a Hall of Famer if he goes to the Jets. 
You know what? I kind of wish that didn't leak out. You feel me? <laughs> like, like, you know what I mean? Just kind of want it happen naturally, organically. I love Derek Carr. Like, my thing is, like, listen, I watched too much Zach Wilson, and I, it was so much with Mike White that I really wanted to, like, fool myself into believing. But good Lord. Uh, Derek Carr, Aaron Rodgers. Listen, I'm, I'm still – ever since, like – Day one of the offseason, I've been like, yo, we need to get Lamar Jackson. Like, Lamar mm-hmm. Jackson is, is 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 where it is at. Like, if you're going to – like, the thing about Derek Carr is that he's younger than Aaron Rodgers, so he'll be there for a long time. The thing about Aaron Rodgers is that he's better than Derek Carr, yeah. but he won't probably play for four or five, six years. Lamar Jackson is the best of both worlds, and he black. So I'm just yeah. like, yo – <laughs> you get you get a minimum like ten years out of it. Minimum, minimum, and you paid him off rip, so like you know exactly. he ain't going nowhere. So like, yep. if right. it was left up to me, it would be Lamar Jackson. But we'll see. Just to be all right next year. They got yeah. they got sauce. They got Garrett. Like they'll be good. They'll be good. That's a fact. We, I said that we we got to interview D'Lo Brown. And we were talking football with him. And he, I was telling him, I was like, bro, the Jets is it's kind of set up for Lamar. Like that team is, the swag is there. The Lamar missing, like he's the missing piece. You got Sauce, you got Garrett, you got Bree coming back, Makai and, and Quinn on the line. It's like, bro, this team is full of just young dudes. I'm like, come yeah. on, Lamar. Yeah, the wild shit is, it's like that team is like tailor made for Lamar Jackson too, right? Like he's never had like. He goes to the Jets. That's immediately like the best offense he's ever had in his life. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So, we're going to see, bro. We're going to see. Yeah. Well, when you guys settle for Jimmy G, you know, I'll Don't be around that. just to. Please, Don't do that. Don't, put that <laughs> Don't do that. I'm not, even mad. I'm not even mad at Jimmy G, bro. Like, Jimmy G is like, yo, anybody that could just give Zach Wilson like a year or two to just sit, sit at home and like watch tape and like practice, like, that's the guy that I want. But, mm-hmm. He's also the ultimate, like, he doesn't really make the big mistakes because he doesn't take any risk. No. Zach Wilson's biggest thing is that he takes too many risks and doesn't, you know, just settle for a bunch of plays. But, you know. The thing about Zach Wilson is, like, he's never played actual NFL – he's never played an actual quarterback in his life. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's always just kind of been, like, a guy that was kind of handed the job. So it was like, yo, you never really had to beat nobody out to get a job. And now that you have to, you kind of, you know, He's booty holes get tight. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, he'll be all right, man. He's young. You know, he'll be fine. I know he, hopefully he gets, uh, you know, at least a great quarterback to learn underneath from. But, yeah, too much Jets talk. It's spring. I don't want to hear about the Jets for at least four or five months. You know, let's, let's pivot away from the Jets. Can we talk just a little bit of basketball briefly before we uh, move? saw some hoops. You're going, yeah. you, are you going to ask him about them? Who, Julius Randle or Russ? Oh, not you. I was I was sticking more towards Randle for now, but I, I, I see where you're leading up to. So I'm going to go ahead. Go ahead, my guy. You go first. You go first. You go first. No, because you talk about the Knicks and everything and everything about being a Knicks fan. We know this from New York and everything. So a lot of people want to know, is this the year for the Knicks? Are you going to jump out the window and just t- tell the listeners, like, this is the year? This is the year the Knicks get it done? Uh, it depends on your definition of jumping out the window, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> this is definitely the best, the best Knicks team of the past ten years. You know, what I'm saying like this is definitely the best Knicks team since the mellow Amari, Jason Kidd, James. Tyson Chandler Knicks. You know, what I'm saying mm-hmm. like that went to the second round of the Eastern Conference playoffs and lost to the 
um, the Indiana Pacers. But here's the thing, man. That team, the, the thing about this this New York Knicks team is that they are absolutely tailor-made for a Tom Thibodeau type of coach. Um, they have the great thing about them and the thing that I love the most about them is that their star players and their best players are very low-maintenance guys. You're not necessarily going to think of, you know, load management or you're going to think of, you know, guys that are just drama queens or whatever. Like when Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle are your best players, those are like lunch pail, like just I'm just going to just do my thing, go to work and go home type of players. And that's kind of what you want for a New York Knicks franchise because, like, that's the only way that that franchise is built for success, right? Like, it's not necessarily a team necessarily built for a megastar player when they could just kind of just call the shots. We've kind of seen what happened in Brooklyn and we've seen what happened in Los Angeles and a lot of other teams around the league where, you know, uh, the players kind of call the shots where the New York Knicks, they've kind of established a – a respectable sort of like college-like mentality where, mm-hmm. you know, like a lot of their best players are guys who played two, three, four years in college that are just, you know, professional basketball players. And that sounds hella cliche, but like just being a pro in New York City where it's very easy to kind of like get trapped into a lot of other stuff that comes with being a pro in New York City um, doesn't happen with Jalen Brunson, doesn't happen with Julius Randle, doesn't happen with R.J. Barrett. So to say if they are if this is the year that they're gonna do it, I don't know. I, I mean this is definitely this is definitely the best Knicks team that I've seen in a long, long, long time. And the Eastern Conference has definitely done the Knicks a lot of favors as far as like making themselves susceptible to be beat. Like if you look at the top of the Eastern Conference, the Boston Celtics, the, uh, the Milwaukee Bucks, and um God, I forget who the other team is at the top of the East, but the Knicks have beat the ball. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, the Knicks have beat them all, and Jalen Brunson is only getting better, and Josh mm-hmm. Hart's been an incredible addition to that team. So I ain't going to jump out the window, but I will say <laughs> if some wild shit happens this spring or summer, it wouldn't shock me completely. Not mad at it. I'm not mad at it. Mm-hmm. They hold their own against Philly whenever they play them. So they played them, what, twice Philly, in the last yeah, month? So yeah. Philly, Philly was the third team in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. And, you know, they're about two, three players deep. And the great thing about the Knicks is that they're a defensive-minded sort of uh, team. So, mm-hmm. you know, J- James Harden is James Harden. You know what I mean? Like, he'll do what he got to do. Joel Embiid is uh, leading the league in NBA in, in scoring. But, however, the Knicks got, like, five, seven-footers that they could throw at him mm-hmm. to at least slow him the fuck down. Like, you're not going to stop him. But you can at least, you know, do a few things to kind of get him uh, not as efficient as he can be. And the Knicks have played him well all, all this year. So, I like – I'm a, you know what I mean? My Knicks bias is super, super high. <laughs> but just as a basketball fan, though, like, I'm not, I like the Knicks' chances against the top three teams in the Eastern Conference. And the Brooklyn Nets being the fourth team, just knowing that losing Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, you're liable to slide down a little bit. So I'm going to say this is the year for the Knicks, but. <laughs> okay. Oh, I mean, it would shock me completely if they make a run. Man. All right, Eve, it's on you. <laughs> now, one last question before we move on to wrestling. I feel like ever since this man said this, it's been hell for him. A young man by the name of John Morant said, "We good in the <laughs> West. <laughs> we good in the West." And ever since then, it has been smoke 
I've seen Kyrie Irving go to the Mavericks. I've seen Kevin Durant go to the Suns. I've seen the Clippers get deep. Pause. Adding, <laughs> adding Bones Highland, Eric Gordon. Uh, who else? They, they just got us. Like, so how how is it looking? Oh, definitely Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant's also on, on the Phoenix Suns now mm-hmm. too. So I mean, yeah, that's another thing. I mean, it, what's it looking like for them boys in Memphis, man? You know, I'm a big I'm a big Grizzlies fan, but uh, I definitely think the John Morant Bleacher Report, no ESPN interview, mixed with Stephen Adams getting hurt, mixed with the Western Conference getting hella strong in the past two months. Mm-hmm. I definitely wouldn't have led with that, right? Like, I definitely wouldn't have said what John Morant said, but. The thing about that is, given all that happened, they're still second in the Western Conference. Like they're still mm-hmm. right behind the Denver Nuggets, who have probably the guy who's going to be the three-time MVP award winner alongside, you know, so a very deep team and a very well-coached team. So I like, uh, I still like the Grizzlies. I still, I'm still waiting for Stephen Adams to kind of show up and and be healthy. Uh, the trade deadline's over. Tons of veterans that will have opportunities to find contending teams and help them out. So I mean, like, who knows? Like, who knows if the uh, if the if the the Memphis Grizzlies add a guy like like an Eric Pascal or a, or Carmelo Anthony or you know just anybody that can really help them mm-hmm. and give them some sort of depth at their position. So uh, you know. Uh, you know, John Morant, he's definitely he's definitely acting like King Vaughn the past couple of weeks, but <laughs> I'm a fan of his. I'm hoping that, like, they figure it out because, you know, as far as the Western Conference is concerned, as far as the changing of the guard, I kind of feel like it's 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 their conference to lose. So we'll see what happens with them. Well, that's a fact. We're going to see, man. We're going to see. But that's enough hoops. That's enough football, man. Let's get to the wrestling, man. You know what it is. Every year we do the Black History Month Spotlight segment where we spotlight black talent in wrestling, past, present, future. We got to cover it all. This time we're doing a little different different than ever before. Usually everybody picks a person, but this time, you know, we're probably going to choose one person. I'm choosing four people, four women in particular to, to highlight. Um, and these are four black women that are doing – fantastic in their in, in their genre and everything that they're doing. I got a spotlight Miss Mercedes Monet. Got a spotlight Miss Jade Cargill. Got a spotlight Miss Athena. And I got a spotlight Miss Bianca Belair. Four black women, four champions. Man, where, what can I say? Where, where do I start? Where do I begin? Who wants to take it, man? I mean, it's an incredible time for 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 black professional wrestling. You know, I mean, especially uh, the black women in professional wrestling. This past week on a Ring of Wrestling show, Mass Man show, oh my God, David Shoemaker, Brian Walters, uh, Jonathan Kerma. Um, I spoke about just how much Mercedes Monet slash Sasha Banks played into. Um, reigniting my love of professional wrestling, right? Like, I'm a lifer, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know if y'all can see my 
my office right here, but like I got yeah. a shit ton of pro wrestling stuff. And this right here, this was like the first wrestling event I ever saw. The first Survivor Series in 1988. I was a year old, but I swear to God, I remember every <laughs> single moment of that. I might have been wow. a year old, but like I just one of my first memories in life was seeing the Macho Man, Hulk Hogan, like the Mega Powers talking about. You know what I mean? Going up against, you know, Big Boss Man and Akeem and shit and just cartoonish ass motherfuckers. And I was like, oh shit, like this is, you know, I'm one year old, but like that was one of my <laughs> first early ass memories as a kid. And um, fast forward several years later, um, I was doing a party called Henny Palooza in uh, New York City. And uh, it happened to fall. Yeah, great, great old days, man. Like, <laughs> Palooza at um, the Wick and the Well. If anybody who's ever from Brooklyn, New York, know where the Wick and the Well is, like we had that joint sold out. We had um, God, uh, Run Ricky Run, Run Ricky Run, whoever performed Manolo Rose, Manolo Rose, Manolo Rose pulled up, Casanova pulled up, like this is hella Brooklyn. You know what I mean? And. I left that joint early to go to NXT TakeOver in Brooklyn, right? Like, and that is where Sasha Banks and Bailey have the greatest fucking, at least top three greatest wrestling matches I've ever seen with my old two eyes. So mm-hmm. I'll, I'll put it like this, man. Like, uh, I've gotten to work with. Sasha slash Mercedes in a little bit of a sense in my WWE days, but she's always struck me as somebody who's absolutely always been about pushing the culture forward as far as professional wrestling is concerned. And um, the fact that she took her star power and everything that she's built up in NXT and WWE and Disney, Star Wars, all that type of shit, and being like, yo, I'm going to go wrestle for New Japan Pro Wrestling. And, you know, it speaks to exactly how dope she is, man. Like, so, major shout-outs to her, you know, and just being able to fucking continue to, like, be that catalyst of women's professional wrestling where, there's places and people that I'd want to see as far as like pro wrestlers are concerned, but she will always do something or celebrate something that maybe is off the beaten path. And, uh, you know, she's, uh, she's, she's, she's one of the, the living legends, man. She's a goat. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's crazy that like, she's barely even 30 years old and she's already accomplished so much and done so much, uh, that that you know, people like me who are just fans of the art that she puts out has uh, you know continued to be just fucking incredible in what she does. So it was, it's I'm I'm so happy that you know she could still make a mark on the world of professional wrestling without necessarily being in a major United States or North American uh, wrestling company at the moment. Mm-hmm. No, that's a that's a fact. Um. Like what? What more can I say about Sasha slash Mercedes? Is like one of my favorites doing it. One of my favorite female wrestlers of all time. Like, and she's 
willing to step out the comfort zone, WWE, bet on herself, go out there and look where she's at, man. Look at the news, the headlines. She's still making noise out there, still doing it, only going to shine light on another promotion, on other women on the come up doing their thing as well. It's just like all of that plays into it as well with her. Uh, you mentioned Bianca Belair as well. It's like, <laughs> like speaking of what more can I say about Sasha? What more can I say about Bianca? I haven't said on the show. Like Bianca is just amazing. Bianca is just on top of her game right now. Just killing it right now, man. Jay Cargill as well, continued improving and doing it, shutting it down the way she's doing, doing it, holding down to that TBS championship. Mm. everything athena also leaving the wwe going to aw ring of honor women's champion like all of this is, should be celebrated right now for these ladies and how they killing it right now this is dope yeah man between like bianca belair jay cargill who's a great friend of mine fantastic talent uh athena who i've been a fan of for a long time like you know, I, I'm just I'm just happy that it's not just like oh we're just celebrating black women's wrestlers because you know it's uh, it's Black History Month or whatever. Like it just happens that this is around the time that there's more eyes on professional wrestling than there usually is throughout the entire year. And you know, Mercedes Monet, Athena, Jay Cargill, Bianca Belair, like. I feel like every single year, professional wrestling, especially black professional wrestlers, just continue to, like, raise the bar on, um, you know, what's possible and what can be done and what you can accomplish, you know what I mean? And it's crazy, man. Like, a couple of years ago, right before the pandemic, where we were doing Wally Mania in New York City, I had just finished my run in WWE. And, uh, you know, we was all, you know, doing this, this, this event where we were just going to show love to not just Booker T, who was going into the WWE Hall of Fame for the second time, but, you know, the New Day and Kofi Kingston and this incredible groundswell of support that he's received to become the world champion. And, uh, it's wild, man. Like, it doesn't happen like that. You know, it always happens sort of organically. And that's kind of the beauty of professional wrestling, especially black professional wrestling. So, um, you know, what a time right now, man. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there's never been a time where there's been this much incredible black talent throughout every single company. And, um, you know, it, it, we're going to look back in a few years and be like, yo, these were the women that really fucking paved the way and, like, you know, stop their feet as like the 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 you know the leaders of this generation of women's wrestling. So uh, it's incredible right now, man. What can you say? That's a fact, man. And I, I just love how like you look at all four of them in, in all different companies, but just how dominant all dominant all of them are in their companies is ridiculous to me. You know what I'm saying? You look at Bianca's run over the last year. Or even if you count the last like two years, you know what I'm saying? Like she's been booked so like crazy, but like her talent, her charisma, just everything about her is just off the scales. It's off the charts. You know what I'm saying? Like she's been dominating the, the women's division for all two years plus, you know what I'm saying? To the point where it's like, damn, like, can she lose? Can she can you get hurt? Can you 
can you does your knee hurt? Like you just invincible. You know what I'm saying? Like people out here comparing her to John Cena, calling her Jane Cena is crazy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, Bianca Belair is a generational talent, man. Like she's yeah. like the first time, like the first time I even saw her, like in like the WWE Combine. I was like, there's never been, I'm not even talking about female wrestling, I'm not even talking about black wrestling, I'm like, yo, there's never been somebody as talented, as, like, physically gifted mm-hmm. as this woman. And, like, you know, people look at her because she's a woman, especially as a black woman, and it's kind of like, well, uh, you know, like, yeah, great for a woman. I was like, nah, bro, like, <laughs> that is a high-level Division One SEC fucking athlete and on top yeah. of that she has the charisma and you know the fucking the wherewithal to you know take this industry by storm in such a, a short amount of time you know what I mean like mm-hmm. Bianca Belair is going to be looked at as, as one of the greatest of all time and you know um, she's one of those folks where you look at guys like Kurt Angle when they first got in or Brock Lesnar when they first got in, where it's just like, man, like, this is just a fucking, we're just blessed to have this once-in-a-lifetime athlete be interested in this crazy-ass industry that we do. (laughs) And on top of that, she happens to have, like, the charisma of fucking, like, a Beyonce Knowles on top of that shit, you know what I mean? So it's just like, it's like a lab. It's like, you built Bianca Belair in a lab. (laughs) Yo, like, fucking take pro wrestling as far as you can possibly take it. And that's who she is, man. Like, it's an absolute, um, it's a, it's really a joy to watch her just do what she does every single week. Like, the thing for me is, like, you know, when a lot of people, they have, they get these questions when an NXT prospect is doing good in NXT and everything and it's time to come up, you had those question marks. But about Bianca, it's like, Bianca is a can't miss prospect like yeah, it, it couldn't miss you just you, you couldn't mess that up and it goes you cleveland ohio in 2002 bro that's like <laughs> yo we got the greatest prospect ever he's also from our town he's also exactly what we fucking need to like take this shit to the next level and that's what bianca belair was a few years ago right like right. even in nxc where you can tell they wanted to give her the world, but they necessarily could have. Because, like, goddamn, this is happening really fast. Are we sure we should just throw the NXT title on her? Are we sure we should whatever? And that was literally my only holdback with her, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it wasn't even an indictment on her. It was more of an indictment on NXT and WWE, where it's like, how do you have LeBron James on your team and don't make him the point guard? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you have Patrick Mahomes on your bench and like ah we're not gonna start him you know what i'm saying like that was my only gripe with bianca belair and nxt it was like oh you have a fucking can't miss can't miss five star five tool does everything fucking phenomenal prospect Mm -hmm. she should be she should be the face of everything you do granted they didn't get it right in nxt but they for sure (laughs) got it right when she got on the main roster because ever since she's made it up here She's been the mega star that we all kind of saw her being since she jumped in. That's right. They made sure not to mess that up. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and they're all everyone named, they're all like pioneers too. Not only do they have like the in ring talent, but then they have the it factor. And then now you have Bianca. She's getting her own show with Montez, you know, and she's a dominant champion. You got 
uh, Mercedes. She's doing Star Wars and New Japan. Like, you know, not too many people go to, you know, Disney. And then now they're like, oh, and we're also going to have a side gig in Japan doing <laughs> the most intense professional wrestling there probably is. Facts. Then you have Jade Cargill. She's, you know, the women's champ on, on TBS, the, the TBS women's champ. And, like, that's a new company. So th- she's, like, breaking ground for everyone in the future. Like, you know, she's going to set the standard. And then you have Athena. She's the Ring of Honor women's champ. And, like, imagine how tough that is that you have to carry a division on a on a brand that's rebranding all constantly. And now, you know, they're about to get their own their own show and like she's gonna have to figure out okay how do we make this more important mm-hmm. so everyone named like while they're all amazing now they're taxed with all right how do we become the first of what we're doing and succeed at the same time without a playbook like there isn't anyone in the past that they can look to and be like oh yeah this is what i have to do they're all setting a brand new standard I would say, like, the playbooks that they have to look at are, like, the playbooks from the great wrestlers of the past, right? Like, Mm -hmm. there isn't necessarily a playbook for, like, a female wrestler, but, like, if you're Bianca Belair, like, you better be watching, like, John Cena circa 2006 to 2009. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're Jade Cargill, you better be watching Kurt Angle circa 1999 to 2002. You know what I'm saying? Like, if you're Mm -hmm. Athena and you want to build... The women's roster of Ring of Honor, uh, uh, a restarted new company in the time. Mm-hmm. You better be watching some of the best map technicians and the folks that like love Ring of Honor and the incredible sort of uh, a brand of wrestling that they've sort of become synonymous with. You know what I mean? So I would say like there's not necessarily a place for them to find sort of people to to follow and, and follow the blueprint but you know the great thing about it is that there there's such anomalies is that like their only comparison is the best of people to have ever done this sort mm-hmm. of thing exactly. you know what i'm saying so like calling bianca Bella and jane cena isn't just like a catchy thing to do it's like nah man like she's legitimately gonna be on like Wheaties boxes in three years. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like she's legitimately right. gonna be like the way you hear John Cena in every single fucking like Ford Focus commercial, whatever the fuck is car. <laughs> he's, he's talking, you know what I'm saying? Like that's gonna be Bianca Belair, you know what I'm saying? Like that's gonna be Jay Cargill in a few years. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. black women, you know, uh women in, in particular, but especially black women, um, have a, 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 an incredible sort of bind, tie that bind when it comes to professional wrestling because it is a, a, a sport that is not nec- not just physical, but it's mental and it's also entertainment. So anything that fucking like goes to the, anything that goes to the, uh, that that is that is something that like folks that really gravitate themselves to, whether it's entertainment, whether it's drama, whether it's athleticism, whether it's beauty, whether it's all that type of stuff, like Bianca Belair, Jade Cargill, Mercedes Monet, like Athena, like they touch every single part of that. So, Mm -hmm. you know, you never know where, you know, these people are not just on TV, but they're your champions. So every single time they're going to be on television, that's an opportunity to see somebody who looks like them and be like, holy shit, that's fucking dope. What is this? 
Like, holy shit, that's fucking dope. Like, when can I when can I watch this type of shit? So, um, I'm a fan, man. Like, I'm just so I'm just, I'm just really fucking excited. And on top of that, like, I'm just happy that the women of professional wrestling that are really being game changers and you know moving the plateaus of of what's possible in this industry are black women right now kind of like rap it's kind of like rap right now right like the best yeah like the best fucking rappers right now are all black women i mean like they got the the hardest hits or the biggest hits you know what i'm saying and shout out to um, ice spice Shout out to Ice I, Spice. Ice Spice ain't ever put a bad song out in her life, bro. Queen of New York It's not happening. When you're from the Bronx, that don't happen. Listen, <laughs> she's, I've never heard a bad Ice Spice song in my life, bro. Like her, Coyla Ray, fucking Lola Brooke. That's the, that's, how, that's how pro wrestling is right now. Mm-hmm. Everybody got their favorite, and right now they running shit. And, yeah. and that's what makes it so fucking fun at the moment. That's a fact, man. Also, shouts to Ice Spice, man. I really, you know, it's funny today on the drive home. I was thinking about like, cause Pop, Pop Smoke, his uh, he passed around this time, uh, a few years ago. Three years and ago, I, yeah. Yeah, and I was thinking, I was like, damn, like after after he passed, I was like, who really filled that void in the city? Like, who could really say they got the city? And I was like, right now, it's like I could I could kind of say Ice got it, bro. Like. She she's making pretty bitch music and it's hot. <laughs> the pretty bitch drum music is real as fuck though, man. Like on top of that, like you know, like yeah, like women are making the best music out. But on top of that, like she was the first person to make drum music like palatable. Mm-hmm. Like she was the first, not first person to make drum music, but first person to make like New York drum music that wasn't all about shoot 'em up, kill Gil, bang bang. Exactly, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. So like, you know, she already has a, 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 she already has a leg up when it comes to that sort of shit. But Lola Brooks, she's bringing the energy back negative. Like it's the most <laughs> adorable, aggressive lyrics you'll ever hear in your life. Yeah. <laughs> yelling "Give me bass" with a deeper voice than mine. Word, <laughs> word up, you know. Goddamn, I couldn't do that shit. Not for nothing, Lola, man. She can command the crowd, bro. I've seen her perform at a a concert. And I she... she comes out sprinting. She she runs a four two forty. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so and like three feet out. tall. Yeah, no, nah, she bro. She's literally like this big, but she her voice is like heavy. She was like, "New York, what up?" And I was like, "Huh? You talking to me? with you, play with <laughs> Shouts to Lola, man. Shouts to Ice. Shouts to Bianca Belair. Shouts to Mercedes Monet. Shouts to Athena and the beautiful Miss Jay Cargill. Yes. Who will also be at Wally Mania. If y'all have not seen, if y'all have not heard, my boy right here, Kaz, announced, well, on Twitter, online, that Miss Jay Cargill will be in the building at Wally Mania. So if y'all have not gotten your tickets, Yet that's the first wave. That's the first wave of artists, man. Uh, first wave of guests. You know what I'm saying? So I want to make sure we're we're doing it where every week people are excited to see the next wave of people that's going to be at Wally Mania. Folks uh, who are fans of this podcast who haven't been to WrestleMania week and a Wally Mania yet. I mean, Wally Mania is something that myself, Wale, the one and only Court Bauer who runs MLW, my God, Emilio Sparks. Um, you know, Wale's been a longtime friend of mine ever since my Source magazine days. And we used to touch a bunch of events, touch a bunch of 
you know, sports, we're sports fans, so we've been touched Super Bowls, All-Stars, Finals, all that type of stuff. But we're also big wrestling fans. And I want to say around WrestleMania 31, we was out in the city, and we was like, damn, man, like, how come wrestling doesn't have an event like LeBron's Two Kings Party or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the 4040 Club or, like, you know, the Beats by Dre parties or, like, any of those All-Star Weekend Super Bowl parties that we're just kind of used to that we go to every, every, single, every single year. So, you know, Court Bauer, who's a fantastic person, runs Major League Wrestling, um, was one of the first people to kind of spark up Wally Mania, the first one, and that was at the WrestleMania in San Jose, California, where it was Roman Reigns versus Brock Lesnar. And we had an incredible amount of talent, Samoa Joe, Ray Mysterio, Rob Van Dam, Jeff Hardy, Chris Hero, Dave Meltzer, Jim Ross. Uh, all those people came out, and every single year, it's just become bigger and bigger and bigger. And I feel like, in addition to Wally Mania getting bigger, uh, all of the people that have kind of like helped put it together have gotten bigger as well. My brother Emilio Sparks has been uh, a mainstay in the wrestling industry, whether it's through audio, whether it's producing podcasts for people, whether it's for working for companies. Like he's been an absolute stud. Uh, myself, I've gotten to work in, in, in WWE and do things for a couple of years where I've got to help like manifest and create some incredible opportunities for folks and, you know, maintain some, some incredible relationships. And, um, you know, uh, I've gotten to the point where myself, Wale, Sparks have, uh, you know, created this sort of, I want to say, uh, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know the best way to say it, but, it's almost like an institution at this point where, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would go to WrestleMania weekend events every year and I didn't feel like there was events or parties that kind of spoke to my wrestling fandom, which is folks mm-hmm. that look like me, folks that love hip hop, folks that love, you know what I mean, certain level of professional wrestling, all that type of shit. And, uh, you know, I was like, fuck it, why don't we just make it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So as Wally Mania grew, and, you know, Duce Palooza slash Henny Palooza grew. I was like, you know what? Like, Wally Mania would really fucking turn up if it had a little bit of Henny Palooza in it. <laughs> so, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So, uh, I think New York was the first time we really kind of let me just kind of cook with it. And, you know, we had Booker T come out as the guest of honor with his wife, Charmel. And yeah. the New Day came out, right? From, like, it was two nights before Kofi Kingston won the WWE world championship you know what i mean like and it would just it just spoke to the black wrestling experience and yep. it wasn't necessarily just like exclusive of anybody like the beautiful part about it is like yeah it's kind of a black wrestling experience but everybody wants to come through you know what i'm saying like it's a cool thing to fucking do on a, on a thursday night for wrestlemania week whatever the city is at so uh I'm uh I'm I'm really proud of what we've done in the past seven to eight years, and uh, I'm really excited to see where we take it in the next several years, especially with the opportunities that we have coming up. Definitely, man. We was we was in the building that night, a uh, couple uh, days before Kofi won, and let me tell you, listeners, it's <laughs> a movie in there. You know what I'm yeah. saying? If you don't got your tickets, please get your tickets. They doing it bigger in L.A. 
I already know it's going to be crazy out there, man. Yeah, that's a fact. And if y'all don't know this man, Cat, this man knows how to throw a party, bro. Like, <laughs> if anybody knows how to throw a party, is this man, Cat, bro. Like, I've been to the Henny Paloozas. He was talking about Henny Palooza earlier. Tear almost trickled down my face, bro. <laughs> <laughs> like, I've, I've been to them all, bro. I've been to them all. Those are the days. I'm a father now, bro. I can't do Henny Palooza like that. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm retired, man. I, I got a shorty. I'm out of here. I have my jersey on, bro. <laughs> we, we might need one more just to like inaugurate that outside is open again. Just it's hard, yo, it's one hard, man. We we ended it. We ended it at Barclays Center. We sold out the Barclays that is true. Center, man. That like, is true. It's hard to do one more when like yeah. that's the note that you leave out on. You know what I'm saying? So, but was well, maybe one, maybe we'll do a reunion one of these days. Yeah, Who knows? On. If Ric Flair is not stopping, why should you? Here's my thing. Was that supposed to be the last one, or was it just coincidence that, like, the pandemic had came? The pandemic fucked a lot. I mean, yeah. yeah like, you know, like, Palooza size do say Palooza isn't necessarily a, a pandemic-friendly environment. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I'm walking around spraying people with cognac. You know what I mean? Like, pouring by, Like, it's not necessarily very germy. Yeah. <laughs> yes. No, but the Henny washes the germs away. Everybody knows yeah. if you drink Henny, you didn't get COVID. <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it was just it was one of those things where it just the the timing just kind of you know signified like all right, yeah, like it's time. Like you know, also like all of us, you know, what I mean, have all sort of like moved on to you know greater things. You know what I mean? And just like the timing of that, just kind of it doesn't it's not necessarily conducive to you know. The stuff that we do anymore. I mean, look at all the people that were involved in that. Rory, one of the best podcasters in hip hop, with Rory and Ball shows like Joe mm-hmm. Joe Butter podcast. Raven, who's like one of the biggest photographers in the game right now, on tour with Adele and Beyonce and shit. Low key over at Apple Music, you know what I'm saying? Like Austin Mills, one of the biggest house DJs in the planet right now. Fucking um, uh, Cam McCullough, who's killing it over for Game Seven, one of the biggest like industry. Um, uh, 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 um, advertising agencies in the, in the, in the game, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm doing my thing, like, everybody, Carl is doing his thing, Peach is doing his thing, like, everybody kind of, you know, moved on to these incredible opportunities where, you know, uh, the Henny Palooza slash Duce Palooza era was a special moment in time, and, you know, it, it kind of, it's, it's always fun to look back and, and be happy that, like, yeah, like, we kind of did that. But it's also good to know in the back of your head, like, man, if we ever just, like, just form, like, Voltron just one more time. Yeah. One more. You know what I mean? Like, but it could even, be, like, could be look movie. at that, that group of people you name. Like, everybody yeah. grew into something, like, amazing where they're at the top of their game and the industries that they're in. So it was, like, did you guys know at the time, like, while you guys were doing this, oh, we might. You know, not I everybody did. could think that a whole big group of friends can do something like that. So when it happens, are you guys sitting there like, yo, this is actually insane that this is happening? I, de- I definitely did. I, mm-hmm. I just I knew I knew how much talent uh, we all kind of had because, you know, you understand, like it wasn't like we were doing like Henny Paloozas and Duce Paloozas. Like this is things that like people sit in conference rooms and meetings for hours and hours and hours to try and concept as far as like its success rate. And for us, 
we would all just like link up like at the end of the month like all right ready to go ready to go and then once you mm. push the button like we know that show was gonna sell out we know people was gonna go to wherever city we was going to and we were all just like masters in our craft and um mm. i always told folks like the Duse palooza and henny palooza crew was like the wu-sang clan of <laughs> creatives in new york city where yeah. like everybody was just a fucking beast in what they did so you know it wasn't necessarily like you know, people have people have tried to like copy the formula, but like, you know, That's it's tough. not necessarily. It, it's tough to do that because all of us are um are I'd say masters in our craft or whatever we do. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, between myself, Cam, Rory, Raven, Austin, Mecca, Corey Towns, Loki, uh, Chris, uh, fucking everybody, like it was better peach like just it, it's gonna be it's gonna be a long time or a rare time that you see that many people that established that talented just say fuck whatever the fuck we're doing for the next couple of days we're putting all our efforts into throwing the best fucking party we can possibly do and go on tour doing that shit and also jay-z is gonna come in and like <laughs> fucking invest in it <laughs> and like yeah. put this shit together and make sure that yeah shit is popping so um man i'll 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 always have love for henny palooza uh but that's sort of the same inspiration i take every time we go to to do wally mania if you you got a four local palooza in you just let me know how oh god (laughs) you live in south thinking anything for local (laughs) we got this we i'm bringing i'm bringing the brand back (laughs) (laughs) just you just <laughs> talking about all that shit, it's just memories going back in my head. I'm like, damn, I remember Webster Hall. I remember Stage or Terminal Five. I remember <laughs> it's like it's just mad. Memories. That was the beauty of it, man. Like all those events, like we were having like the biggest artists in the planet just coming just to perform and just show love. Like we weren't paying nobody. Like fucking Rick Ross, like Chance the Rapper. Fucking dipset, John oh, Rule, like people just coming just cause they were like, "Yo, man, like I know the vibe, and I just want to come and just be a part of the vibe." So, like, my, you know, like I, it's 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 it really does feel like a once once in a lifetime sort of yeah. moment, you know? what I mean, with a collective group of people that I, I'll call my best friends for the day out to, to to my last days, man. Dope, man. If y'all never got to experience that tough luck, you know what I'm saying? (laughs) I missed out every time. It was a different time, yo. It was a different time, man. Like, we'll never, you know, I don't think we'll ever have a Palooza where we're, like, doing, like, COVID tests and, like, temperature checks. (laughs) Oh, no. It was was a different time. It was was the before time, I'll call it. Before time. You think Mayor Adams is going to let that happen? Yo, first (laughs) of all. He basically got rid of all of the tests. I know Mayor Adams would have pulled up, like what thousand percent. But Mixie Mayor, Mixie Mayor definitely knows about Palooza. I'm almost positive he probably, he probably was not one of them. Shit. That's not he, he's he's in your DM request right now, telling <laughs> you. Oh, not shocking. <laughs> you got me. You got me. You hear me? I'm at the door. Again. Yo. Oh my God, man! Shouts to Palooza, man. Like we said before, if y'all, if that didn't entice y'all to buy your tickets, man, make sure y'all go. Get your tickets to Wale Mania March 30th. March 30th, Thursday night at the Novo. Anybody coming to Los Angeles for WrestleMania weekend, if you're flying in on Thursday, 
let me tell you, I promise you, you do not want to start your WrestleMania weekend any other way than being at Wale Mania. It is a converge and the counterculture of hip-hop, wrestling, youth culture, sneakers, fashion, music, everything in one place. It is my fucking, it is my baby. I, 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 you know, between myself, Wale, this is the year. This is the year, man. Like, for ever since WrestleMania weekend was announced in Los Angeles, California, I was like, nah, this is the year that we fucking really, really show our nuts and, like, really just fucking go, go all out. Anybody who follows me on social media, you know, you know, you, you have an idea what it's going to be like this year. I'm not going to say no names. I'm not going to say nobody. All I'm saying is if you're a wrestling fan or you're a hip-hop fan and you want to be at the Nova Los Angeles LA Live uh, March 30th, Thursday night, the yeah. night before Friday night SmackDown in the same building in LA Live and two nights before NXT Stand and Deliver and WrestleMania Night 1 in SoFi Stadium. Downtown Los Angeles. Trust me, people. Get your tickets right now. Mm -hmm. And it's actually a party. It's not like a convention with a bunch of people, like with tables and stuff like that, signing autographs, shaking hands. It's like an actual, it's a night out. Like you don't even need to like wrestling to to be there and have a good time. It's a party slash fan fest slash concert Mm -hmm. slash just kickback, like. It's everything I wanted as a wrestling fan going to wrestling events. I'll put it like that. You know what I mean? Like you're gonna meet, you're gonna there's a good chance you'll run into your favorite wrestler. There's a good chance you'll have a great night, have your favorite DJ come in and spin it for an hour or two. There's a good chance, you know what I mean, we're opening up the show with the Ringer Wrestling Mass Man Show podcast. There's a good chance you're going to get to, if you're a wrestling fan, you get to see and kick it with one of your favorite wrestlers and listen to them for an hour. You know what I mean? Right before the biggest night of their careers. Um, Wally Mania is it, bro. If you're a black wrestling fan and you're in the Los Angeles area, if you're not a Wally Mania, trust me, you are playing yourself. Don't, don't, don't miss it if, if you're going to be in the area. That's a fact, man. Make sure y'all tap in, bro. Man, Kaz, brother, it's always good, man. Thank you for joining us, for gracing us with your time, your presence. You know what I'm saying? It's always good to talk to you, catch up with you, talk hoops, football, wrestling, learn shit. You know what I'm saying? It's always, it's always dope, man. I, I learned a bunch from you, man. Thank Let you. me tell you, man. I've been, I've been following and watching y'all for many, many years. You know what I'm saying? Like back in my wrestle rap days, before WWE, before anything and there wasn't a whole lot of people like us there wasn't a whole lot of people that were creating places of of uh comfort for black wrestling fans and like the black announce table is absolutely one of those places that i always check on i've always been a fan of you guys have always been doing it right you know what i'm saying and uh you know i'm just so proud of our growth every single year man so you know the the, the black wrestling content creators out there, especially you guys, you know what I mean, D-Lo, Sky, everybody, like, you guys have been fucking killing it for, for several, several years, and I'm proud of y'all, man, so I just want to say, man, like, as somebody who 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 tried, who who knows exactly where y'all have been as far as, like, trying to get it from the mud from the, from the very beginning, man, you guys are doing it the right 
right way, man. So shout out to the Black Announce Table, man. I'm so, so, so happy to always be on the show whenever y'all have me, man. Thank you. I appreciate you, brother, man. Thank you, my brother. Before you get up out of here, man, do you you want to plug anything? Oh, of course. I got to plug my shit. Get your, get your, get your Wale Mania tickets right now. Go on my social media page, at Kazim, on Instagram, Twitter. It's on AXS.com. I mean, we're almost sold out. We're damn near sold out. But get them shits until them, them, they, they gone. Uh, but until then, if you're a basketball fan, you can catch me on Count It Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, YouTube, wherever you stream podcasts on the Points Bet app on NBC Sports as well. If you're in the New York City area, if you're a New York Knicks fan, you can catch me on Inside the Line for MSG, MSG PM, uh, Points Bet, all that other stuff, the, the, the Betcast as well. Uh, wrestling fans, you can hear me tomorrow on the Ringer Wrestling Show, Mass Man Show, my guy David Shoemaker, Brian Walters, Jonathan Kerma. Uh, one of the biggest wrestling shows on the planet right now. We're a top 100 sports podcast. I can't believe that shit happened. <laughs> uh, so uh, it, it's crazy. Shout out to everybody who's who's, who's messed with the Mass Man Show and the Ringer Wrestling Network. Shout out David Shoemaker, uh, Bill Simmons, obviously. And uh, man, just um, March 30th, the Novo, LA Live, Wale Mania, biggest party of WrestleMania weekend. Be there. I'll get you a drink. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all heard Uncle Mania man. coming soon. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Shout out Paramana Tequila. Shout out Bel Air Rose, Rick Ross, everybody. Shout out to all the liquor. Shout out all the brands that fuck with us the long way, man. It's going to be an incredible. You good, Pootie? Terramana sponsoring um, sponsoring Wally Mania? I don't think they, they might be doing it again this year, but they definitely oh. did it last year. They did the, the toast for our guest of honor MVP last year. So we'll see, man. There'll definitely be some booze, some gifts. It's a, it's you know what? You got yeah, it. I make sure everybody leaves with a little something. You know what I mean? So just come to Wally Mania. I'll make sure I take care of it. I like that. Man. Yeah. Has bro, once again, we appreciate you, brother. Then, thank you, man. Thank you, y'all. Appreciate y'all. Have, y'all have a good one, man. You too, brother. Sir, you, you too, too my man. Sir.